0: Praise God. Hallelujah. So, let's worship God. Thank you, Abba Father. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. You're worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain. Worthy to receive glory. Worthy to receive praise. Hallelujah. Ha, ha ha Worship you, Lord. Glory to your holy name. ha. ha, ha. Ooh, we give you thanks. We give you praise. Ha, ha, hallelujah. Worship you, worship you, worship you, worship you. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, you're faithful. You're faithful. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, we give you thanks. Lord unto me Oh hallelujah, thank you Lord Made Bora morning by morning new mercies I see Hasherebanda Rabaryande Blessed be your holy name Ashabarande rabala Bande Worship you worship you worship you Lord Mandorro sere baradekalaante, Oh great is thy faithfulness, Nikado Sondore bariande, we worship and adore you, Lord, hallelujah, hallelujah, Min kotore babaari hallelujah, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, Lord. Glory, 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 glory! Hallelujah! Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord! Made parabasere mo Sente. Hallelujah! E shondo. Oh, makadari andere bosondori basere manderi manderi makasarante. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, Thy hand has provided. Great is Thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. We worship You for Your faithful, tender mercies. Your great supply. Oh, Holy One. We trust you. We worship you. We honor you today. We bless your Holy Name. We call every need met. We call every yoke destroyed. Every burden removed. Oh, we worship you. You are faithful. Thank you, Great King. Thank you, Holy One. Hallelujah, our Father. Blessed be your Holy Name. In Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. Praise God. So, it's good to be again available here online. I know that churches are not yet open and that kind of stuff. But thank God we can still get in touch and stay in the spirit. doesn't matter what's going on in the natural. i like us to just look at something in Psalm 46. It's a great psalm to read right now. It's to the sons of Korah, it says there. God has chosen them again later on. Notice after their failure of the grandparents, God has shown mercy to them again. And so the sons of Korah are mentioned here, back in the place of worship. He says there, God is our refuge and strength A very present help in time of trouble. Thank God He's very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, verse 2, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. All these things are happening. The frequency of them is really just increasing. They are the birth pangs, as the scripture talks about, where the earth is also... Travelling as a woman in labor. Wanting the new age to start where Jesus is ruling. Hallelujah. Verse 3 says, Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Selah. There is a river. Praise God. The streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. Ha, ha, ha. The holy place of the tabernacles of the Most High. I believe that as you ponder and consider that God is enthroned, God's own Jerusalem, the new heavenly Jerusalem is on the inside of you. Actually in the spirit realm. Glory to God. You are full of God in your spirit. And His throne is in you. Amen. And therefore, there is a whole city, ha ha ha, on the inside. And therefore, our reference from the scripture and our response is very simple. We are glad. We are excited. Praise God. Although sometimes people may misunderstand our reactions, sometimes even believers may misunderstand our reactions. Jesus was resting, relaxing on the word which he believed and spoke, that they would go to the other side. So while he rested in the hinder part of the boat, the Bible says the boat was filled with water, and the disciples came to him and said, Don't you care that we perish? So we may be looked at as people who don't care, and we don't have compassion, but we are actually just acting on the word of God. (laughs) And so we may rejoice, we may get excited, when we see all these things coming to pass, we lift up our heads, because our redemption draws nigh. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo, Glory to God. You know, those days are going to be really awesome, real, more real to us than so many other people. And so there's, there's really nothing. There's really nothing that you're going to miss down here. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo, Hallelujah. Glory to God. (laughs) Praise you Lord Jesus. I want you to think about it. From here you're going to heaven. That's it. And it's closer than you can imagine. Hallelujah. And this reality of the joy of the Lord. The river. uh, The city. That river. All these things are so real to us. Whatever you've been studying in the scripture there. Is actually so real. Hallelujah. It makes us glad. It makes the whole city glad. Verse 5 says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. She shall not be moved. Hallelujah. So this is our turn to not be moved. God is on the inside of us. Hallelujah. God shall help her that right early. How early is it going to be? Real early. So don't be moved. Don't be worried. The heathen raged kingdoms moved all of this is the result of some rage out there you can see people are confused people are worried but there are actually evil men also plotting kingdoms are also involved hallelujah praise God but the Lord the Lord of hosts he's with us he's our refuge praise God so get excited we have few days left it doesn't matter even if it is two years down the line Even if it's five years down the line. It cannot be that long. But the idea is that you can just rejoice. You don't have to be moved. Hallelujah. You know, when the disciples asked Jesus very straight questions, He was trying to explain about how they should go and wait for the Holy Ghost. You know, and He was going back. And they were really not too bothered about that. (laughs) They just wanted to know when the kingdom was coming. Hallelujah. So, you know, here we are. We are at that point now. When is this thing coming? Well, it's real close. (laughs) It's too close. So don't be moved. Just focus on what you need to focus on. Look at the scripture. Consider what you're carrying on the inside of you. Hallelujah. They were so bothered that when they saw Jesus going up, they just stood there and observed. They're like, what's all this? And he just went away. And they kept standing there until angels came and said, What are you doing here just looking up into heaven? Go man, we've got some work to do. They really had to uh, adjust. And then they, they went into that upper room and as things happened, the Spirit was poured out and then they went out into the streets. But till then it never really got to them. Amen. Here we are today. And I'm telling you, it's finally around the corner for us. Amen. So whether the heathen rage, whether nature itself, you know, whatever it is that is going through the tumults and things are being shaken and all of that, honestly, my brother, my sister, our response from the spirit realm is to just get excited because there is on the inside of you a city and a river and God is inside and God is our help and our refuge. Amen. Praise God. So on that happy note, let's go over to Hebrews, the third chapter. We were reading uh, the second chapter last week, I believe, and uh, we enjoyed that. I believe that we had a good time just to see the great love that God had for us and honor He had for us. and He could have grasped at any other nature, but instead of being In the nature of an angel, he decided to take the nature of the sons of Abraham and become like us. And therefore, the Bible says, he was not ashamed to call us his brethren. Amen. Chapter 3 therefore begins by saying, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Amen. Notice here that it's written to Hebrew believers. Um, I believe Paul is the author of this, and therefore he had to make sure they understood that even though there were a special group of people, in quotes, uh, under the dispensation of this church age, things have changed. And thank God we now all have a heavenly calling. All of us have a heavenly calling, thank God, from being a nation that was special, having received the law, having received uh, contact from heaven directly through Moses and the angels. No other nation was like that. Now he's beginning to tell them that you have become known as a special holy people, holy brethren, partakers of. The heavenly calling. Praise God. So there is now an, an, an upward calling. And so this is the focus is not just on a kingdom down here. But there is a heavenly focus also. Praise God. Consider the apostle and high priest of our confession or profession. Christ Jesus. That means if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord. Whether you know it or not. You have a high priest, you have an apostle, you have someone in heaven taking your place, um, praying for you, speaking on your behalf. And the Bible says there that we should consider him. Notice that he has combined some titles, one from the Old Testament, the high priest. And since he is a permanent high priest because of his immutability, the fact that his life continues forever... He has that title. And then he's the apostle, or the one that was sent from above. Sent, he came from the bosom of the Father. He said, who can tell you about heavenly things but he who has come from heaven? Praise God. And so he's the one who can tell us heavenly things. Nicodemus was shocked, you know, about when he explained the new birth there. Should I enter my mother's womb a second time? He said, I've tried to tell you of earthly things and you do not understand. You're supposed to be a rabbi, teacher of the Jewish people. And you cannot understand. How will you understand if I tell you of heavenly things? Praise God. So we have someone who has come from heaven, who has seen heaven. And he's declaring it to us because we are his brethren. Hallelujah. Holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider. In other words, we can actually look and consider Him, even though our eyes do not naturally see Him. Through the Scripture, through the Word of God, we can focus on Him, we can consider Him. He becomes alive to us. You're familiar with Proverbs, the fourth chapter, which says, My son, attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. All of that, you remember? He says, For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh from 20 onwards. So there's a good question there. What is your life? Your actual life is the Word. They are life. These words, the Word of God, is actually your life. Jesus is the Word. He's the Word that became flesh and He's the living Word today. Hallelujah. And so as you look at... Look at the Word and consider the Word. You begin to make it the pupil of your eyes. The Bible says, let it be like the pupil of your eye in the book of Proverbs. Meaning that everything that you see is controlled by the Word of God. You start to look at things differently. Your senses are exercised to discern things differently. Because you are training yourself by the Word of God. So we can consider this apostle and great high priest of our confession or profession, Jesus. Praise God. And he goes on and starts talking about his faithfulness. Verse 2 Who was faithful to him that appointed him? Notice he was appointed. As also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Inasmuch as he who has builded the house has more honor than the house. For every house, verse 4 says, is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. And, verse 5 continues, Moses verily was faithful in all his house as his servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house are we, if we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Notice there is a lot of talk about the house, the servant in the house, the son in the house, and the owner of the house, all of these things. The one who built the house, wonderful wonderful conversation and thoughts there but observe here that the house also represents that particular time or dispensation in which Moses was and then the Bible says Jesus created all of these things all of these times and dispensations were made by him and for him he created all these things so the one who created all of this came in his own time, in his own dispensation, under the law, fulfilled everything, you know, faithfully. Notice there that he's also faithful to the one that was the one that appointed him. He's faithful there. Not that you know we're really comparing Moses and Jesus because you cannot compare the creator with the creation really, but um he's also wanting us to see that he took our nature and became like us. And so imagine Moses being compared with Jesus. Moses must have been quite a guy. <laughs> so thank God it's all about being faithful. And Moses was faithful and get me clearly. There were things about him that were not 100% either. He killed the Egyptian. And uh, he stammered about how he was not able to speak. And he made excuses. And he had his own problems. But all said and done, he was faithful in the midst of a very faithless generation. At least two million people came out. Very faithless type of people. And in the midst of that, maybe three or four were faithful. Just like um, Joshua and Aaron you know that's that's a very little number, but among them he was definitely faithful. And so it's about being faithful here. And then Jesus the Bible says is the one that built verse four for every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. So he's talking not just about a physical body per se, but also that time, that season that age was created by God and Jesus was born in that time of a woman imagine coming into being through a woman you know it's God really coming to our level and expressing you know love that amazes us that is so hard to comprehend sometimes but he came in that particular time and then as we were saying the mystery was about us that they did not know That there was a church age coming and we were going to be his brethren. Hallelujah. You notice that the Jewish people claim that they somehow had a special connection there. But these are the ones, you know, that he's telling. Now you are actually brethren. You are holy. Holy brethren. Hallelujah. So all of us have entered into that bracket there and have become holy brethren. And partakers of the heavenly calling. And so we see Jesus here being faithful to the one that appointed him. But his faithfulness is to eternity. While Moses' faithfulness was just for that time period. So even if we compare them, Jesus was faithful and is still faithful because he cannot change. That's why he's faithful. He never changes. Thank God we have someone who never changes. Hallelujah. It will have to be greater than Moses, right? If the one who is representing us in heaven is just Moses, then we are in trouble because we know Moses had some problems. But God saw us and said, the one that has to represent you in heaven has to be 100%. And so Jesus, the faithful one, the faithful witness, was qualified (coughs) excuse me verse 5 Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after so now he has become a testimony glory to God isn't that good when we talk about him now we talk as a testimony so that's how your life too will be one day people remember you as a testimony hallelujah The God who wrote about Moses will also declare about you that you kept the word, that you had victory. You produced a testimony in the midst of tests and trials. Hallelujah. Verse 6, But Christ has a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If brings a condition. You've heard us talk about that sometime. If we hold fast to confidence and rejoicing, of the hope firm unto the end. It doesn't mean that you will lose your salvation. But it also means that we have a choice to hold fast to confidence. Confidence is very important. Cast not away therefore your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. Hallelujah. Rejoicing. Notice that. The city that has a river inside. That makes the city glad. Hallelujah! So we on the earth will have to um, show that we have the city. Remember, we are partakers of divine nature also, partakers of the heavenly calling. You can have divine nature on the inside of you and never really partake of it. It's actually possible for you to just be saved, live down here like an ordinary mortal, and go to heaven, and never really enjoy uh, and partake. ...of the nature of God and enjoy the benefits of that which is on the inside of your spirit man. So here we have a choice to say, okay, I'm going to partake. I'm going to take hold of these things and I'm going to rejoice. I'm going to get excited because I choose to believe and these things are more real to me than what I see or feel. Hallelujah. And therefore, that choice is ours. Amazing, the level of choice we're given It's really, really amazing. hallelujah you know sometimes i I just get shocked at how much choice God has given to us. I remember one time while pondering on you know the book of Revelation at the end there, he talks about how people are going to actually come against the holy city. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine, after a thousand years of Jesus reigning on the earth, people are actually going to come against him in one last attempt, when the devil is loosed from uh, the bottomless pit, He's going to lead away. The Bible says, people as, as many as the sand on the seashore. It used to bug me, and you, know, it still does bug me. But then if you begin to think about it a little closely, it's because of choice. As you go into the period known as the millennium, there are going to be others who um, don't have glorified bodies. You see, the church, the mystery of the church is amazing. We are a very special people. We are going to have glorified bodies, we're going to have special bodies. And um, those bodies are going to be just like Jesus' body after the resurrection and that body which he has is the type that you know just eats for taste if you don't want to eat you don't have to eat if you want to taste you can taste and after his resurrection he breathed upon them you remember so it's a body that if you like to breathe you can breathe if you don't want to breathe you don't have to breathe how much choice is that you know it's it's amazing that we can live in that realm where we don't have to breathe so you don't breathe to live you can go through walls You can fly through the the universe. You can be at the end of the universe just by your thinking. Just like that. And uh, it's going to be amazing. But at the same time, there are going to be people who uh, come out of this tribulation time and have not taken the mark of the beast. They have suffered a lot. They called on Jesus. They got saved. But they don't have these glorified bodies. They come into the time where the curse is no more and people can live long and they'll have children. Wow, interesting, isn't it? And there's going to be a thousand years, so there'll be a lot of children also. And so at the end of a thousand years, you can imagine, population would have gone so high, people would have Enjoyed another level of life. Meantime, you and I will have special bodies. (laughs) Can you imagine? And so, think about it for me. There's a lot to think about. For a thousand years, there's going to be people out there in that realm, in the millennium, with Jesus sitting on a throne in Jerusalem, who are going to prosper and enjoy life. And at the end of everything, Satan will be loose for a little time. And he's going to actually be able to convince them to fight against the Holy City and Jesus. Can you imagine that? So we were saying that we are so blessed, we are so special that our spirit is saved, sealed, and then our bodies become glorified. And so we are locked in and we're going to stay permanently blessed just like Jesus isn't that amazing we don't have to have any other way of thinking, any other way of choosing and during the millennium people will still have choices and there will be believers so there will be believers who are rebellious also and Jesus is going to rule and reign and the Bible says he's going to have some tough rules also that he will rule the nations <clears throat> with a rod and he will break some, like the potter breaks the, those pots. There are some strange scriptures like this that are going to fit in into that time period. Isn't that amazing? And so, aren't you glad that you are the church and you are from this age? Man, I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm delivered completely, I'm kept, I'm safe. <laughs> Woo! Glory to God! I mean, the earth will have no curse in the thousand years that's coming up. Jesus will be reigning. Everything will be wonderful. And people who are natural and, uh, you know, from born-again families or saved families, but because they don't have this special glorified body, they're going to still be able to rebel. Interesting. And choose. And that's, that's why, you know, I'm so blessed. And you are so blessed. And you need to just get excited. No matter what's going on right now, pfft, it's nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Man, man. So, that's why verse 6 can say this. But Christ has a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If we hold fast the confidence and rejoicing of the hope. H-O-P-E. Firm unto the end. So this is what our hope looks like. This is what things are going to be like. Just in a, in a small nutshell. It, it just gets better and better and better and better for you people. For the church. For the believer. Hallelujah. Wow. So, there's no trouble rejoicing, I see. We can. Why not? Why not hold fast? Why not continue rejoicing and then trip off into the heavenly realms. And then come back and rule and reign with Jesus for a thousand years. Watching a perfect earth with still some imperfect people. It's amazing. Meanwhile, your story is just blessed. (laughs) No wonder Ephesians 1 says that you are blessed. You are blessed with everything that heaven has. You are blessed. Everything in heaven. Man, man, man. Isn't it great that the God who thought about us before the foundations of the world thought about how you and I would be blessed. It's just perfect that you and I came into the earth at this time. I'm so glad I didn't come in Moses' time. didn't come riding on a camel or any such thing. I'm so glad that Jesus went and took my place and endured all of that, suffered, went to the cross, paid the price, went to hell in his spirit for me, came back into his body by the power of the Holy Ghost, came out of the grave, rose up, ascended on high, sat down at the right hand of majesty on high, forever, sealing and settling some things. Oh, glory to God, and that you and I are the recipients of that wonderful, blessed opportunity. That the exceeding riches of His grace will be seen in the ages to come. That grace that was given to us is going to be so powerful that we will see the results in the ages that are coming. What a time, what a time for us that we belong to the church, the mystery age. Wow. I'm so glad. Hallelujah. We're the ones that are special. Everything about us is special. My God. That's why we laugh. That's why we rejoice. That's why we hold fast. Because there's something to hold fast on to. We are not kidding. This thing is too good. It's just awesome. (laughs) Imagine this you will never deny your Lord. You're going to be with Him. You're going to be on His side. It's going to be awesome. I believe that it's very hard for you and I to leave Jesus. It's very, very hard. So why not just make a choice to rejoice? Amen. Even if the whole earth shakes, even if everything is just, you know, just the laws of nature are being you know, violated. You know, things are happening all over. You can still rejoice. Praise God. Firm to the end. That means to the day we see Him face to face. So you and I have a job to do. Because He's faithful. Because He did His part. You and I can rejoice. Hallelujah. And just stay like that. Till the day we see Him face to face. So don't waste time. Start today. Get excited. Get excited put a bright smile on your face and just walk down the road and just go excited, sing tanana and walk away. <laughs> when, they, when they ask you, you, say I sing because I'm blessed. <laughs> Why are you so happy? I'm going home. <laughs> Woo, hallelujah. You know, we have a choice. Thank God we're not wasting our life. You know, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. You are in the right place. If you are hearing this today, if you are a believer today, my brother, my sister, it's a time to rejoice. It's a time to get excited. Hold fast. Stick with the word of God. Don't be moved by anything out there. It's just getting better and better. The path of the just gets better and brighter and brighter till the perfect day. It's going to get better. Don't you worry about it. Your story is different. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, hold fast to the rejoicing. Hold fast to it. Amen. Confidence, rejoicing of the hope, firm unto the end. Praise God. There's going to be a lot of prosperity in the millennium. There are a lot of verses that don't fit into this time, you know. You read them, you pray over them, you speak them out, but you know, how can this happen? It's coming in the millennium. There's going to be a lot of prosperity in the millennium. And you and I are going to be in the thick of it. <laughs> uh, and we can tell those fellows there, man, you guys better follow the Word of God, I'm telling you. Better choose properly. Better choose according to the Word. Don't follow your feelings. We have lived by faith before. We know what this thing is. Please follow the word. The word will always be there. The word will never change. The scripture cannot be broken. He's Jesus. Hallelujah. The beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. That's it. Immutable. Hallelujah. My brother, my sister, it's awesome. Just praying and thinking about these things, I was so excited. I, I'm like, Wow. If I don't rejoice now, who's going to rejoice now? Hallelujah. Verse 7 says, Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost says today, if you will hear His voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works, forty years. He's quoting things out of... uh, The experiences which went on in the desert. You remember our story on Meribah, murmuring and all of that. Psalm 95 has the full right up there. Your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works 40 years. So he's directly talking to the Jews. You can see that. Your fathers. So Paul is, is picking up these things and saying, It's you people. You seem to be making the same mistakes. You guys uh, need to adjust from Moses to Jesus. The age has changed. They were having trouble. They were still glorifying Moses and hanging around Moses. And they were not able to move into the Jesus part of things. So Paul had to come in and explain. Praise God. I know Moses was awesome. Moses was faithful Moses was you know, flowing in the power of God but I'm telling you you can't compare him to Jesus and he brought the law and people do get stuck there even today believers get stuck there just like the Jewish believers they were getting stuck there and it caused a lot of trouble and Paul got a lot of thrashing because of those people religion and legalism are going to be cause of a lot of problem, And so, my brother and sister, the real gospel has a lot of beauty and freedom in it. And that's why we rejoice. That's why we're excited. That's why we're not faking it. There is a joy springing up from within us. It's the joy of the Lord. It's what God has done on the inside. And it, it kicks in into our natural senses also. And strengthens our body. And quickens our body. Hallelujah. So he reads verse 10. Wherefore I was was grieved with that generation. And said they do always err. Notice that in their heart. They have not known my ways. So they got caught up into legalism. They never really understood. What was going on. That's why Moses. And maybe two others were found faithful among all of them. Imagine a whole bunch of people coming out of Egypt seeing the sea split seeing the enemies judged seeing the amazing provision imagine all of them saw that but none of them except for Moses and the other two could actually stand up and defend God isn't that amazing? it's, it's really amazing so today the church should not make such a mistake is what he's saying those things are coming to us today. So swear, I swear on, in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. So There is something going on here. There is a constant um, referring to rest, rest, rest. Th- therefore, the ages that have come and gone, the people that have passed by, they had a choice. Now it's our choice. Would you like to enter into the rest? Would you like to enjoy the benefit of the rest? It's our turn. See, the same thing uh, has come back to us now. Isn't that interesting? So every generation, every dispensation, has had an opportunity to see the rest. This first time it was mentioned was Genesis 2.2. He said, He finished and He rested. And from that, we were supposed to enjoy this thing called rest. And time has passed, and various people came and went, and some just barely got it. Now it's our turn. And the same options are open to us again. Interesting, right? So there's something about God here. God God wants us to actually rest because... He has done some things and settled it. Jesus died for us. Jesus went to hell for us. Jesus rose again on the third day for us. Jesus ascended for us. Sat down at the right hand of majesty on high for us. Became our great high priest and apostle for us. And so He's saying, If I have done all of these things, can't you rest? Hallelujah. You see, that's, that's His way. He says, we need to know His way. That's how He is. Not that you become lazy and you're a bum. You see, that's not His way. But while you're working, you're at rest. You're not anxious. You're not worried. You're not fretful. Because Jesus took care of everything. I mean, if somebody died for you, went to hell for you, paid the price for you, rose up for you, ascended on high for you, sat down and He's praying for you right now, there's there's nothing to be worried about anymore. That's what He's saying. You can just rejoice. Hallelujah. See, the rest belongs to us. And so while there's work to do, yes, there's people who who are perishing out there who need to know what we know, we are going out there with that settled, restful attitude. That He has paid for me, therefore everything is heading my way. Every blessing that He paid for is coming to me. He will take care of me. He paid for it and that's why He is rested. If it was not settled, He would not have rested. If it was not accomplished, He would not have rested. When He finished... Notice Genesis 2 is still coming into Psalm 95, which is still affecting the things that happened with the people in the desert. It's all part of that. In other words, before time began, God already finished the work. He saw us long, long time ago and did everything that was necessary to bring us to a place of rest. So that you and I could just say, Hey, I don't have to worry about a thing. God's faithful. He's finished it. He's resting. And He wants me to enter into that rest. And just partake and enjoy that place. Wow, that's cool. That's absolutely just wonderful. Makes the sense. Amen. He was grieved with that generation. So there's some things that tick Him off. You know, uh, on Sunday you heard about faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Notice that. You could also add this to it. You could also add the fact that if you don't enter the rest of God, you don't please Him. You grieve Him. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. So He swore in His wrath. He was bugged. He was angry. They shall not enter into My rest. Notice there's something called My rest. There's this scripture in uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28. I thank God for that scripture. I got saved reading a scripture like that. <laughs> that was the scripture I read along with two other scriptures where he said, Come and learn of me. Take my yoke upon you. You shall find rest unto your souls. So Jesus calls the sinner and says, Come, let me give you rest. Hallelujah. You will find rest for your souls. And then he calls it my rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. You shall find rest. Hallelujah. So that's the rest. It's always been there. And so while you're living down here as a believer, there are chances to not be in that rest. There are chances to be, you know, unrestful, so to speak. And that does not um, please God. That's, that irritates Him. That aggravates Him. Amen? It aggravates Him and irritates Him so much that chapter 4, look at this, it opens like this, verse 1, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left of us entering into His rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Wow! Can you imagine that? Have you ever seen seen God say uh, fear? No, He's always saying fear not. But here He says fear. So we serve Him because we love Him. But it's also the fear of the Lord. Notice, that's the beginning of wisdom. All right choices. Amen? So here you have to fear this one thing. That you miss the rest of God. Is something that should goad you into acting properly, choosing properly. Be very concerned that let it be a fear in your life. Are you getting this? Let it be a fear in your life that I must never lose the rest of God. Hallelujah. God wants us to get a hold of that. He's not speaking in any mincing of words. He's not cushioning it at all. He's making it very clear. And he's saying, our turn has come. It's the turn for the church now to choose this. Can you see? The previous dispensations have gone through these things. God has not changed about it. And it's now our turn. Hallelujah. So keep this in mind. And make sure that you are always operating from a place of rest. Whatever you are doing. Praise God. It's not that you are going to strive in your flesh to get into that rest. No. It is considering what he has done. Considering what Jesus has done. When you consider it, settle it, we are supposed to enjoy that place. Amen. Now, back in Hebrews 3, verse 8, Harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness, where your fathers tempted me, proved me, saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation, and said, They do always err in their hearts. They have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Exhort one another daily. Daily. That's why we are on the air. That's why we are trying to make sure that we can in touch. All of the stuff that we are doing, all of these things that we call prayer pockets and you know, foundational doctrine and everything we're doing is so that we can stick with the program of stirring one another up. Exhorting one another daily while it is called today. Notice the reference, today. God is a today God. He's a now God. Lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So notice hardness Unbelief, all those things happen to our deep thoughts. While we're out there, while things are happening, there's a tendency to become hardened. Have you noticed that? Yeah, it happens. But, thank God, by our sticking with the Word, our eyes in there, our ears there, life flows, life is ministered to us. It begins to quicken us. You know, Psalmist David said there, that my soul cleaves to the dust. I believe it's the 119th and I think 27th verse. My soul cleaves to the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Hallelujah. So instead of uh, going down with the dust, it's a natural decay that takes place. I saw something the other day, a documentary about the, the bad effects of having no gravity. Talking about people... in. Who are trying to live in space? You know, without gravity, uh, people are going to face a lot of problems. Your body will deteriorate, you cannot survive. I'm telling you, we were not meant to live in space with these kind of bodies. I don't know why they are wasting their time going out there. (laughs) I think they're just looking for a way to be like Babel, you know, and say they built a tower up to the heavens but really the body was supposed to enjoy gravity otherwise things were not going to go into operation so gravity has a lot of plus points but you know our flesh also goes down praise god our our thoughts you know often end up going down and therefore god has to lift us up with his own glorious uh, gravity defying glorious thoughts and realms hallelujah so as you keep your eyes considering jesus focusing on this great apostle and high priest of ours consider the heavenly calling things are getting better i mean we're going upwards that's our direction is basically notice in revelation one two three it's those churches after that it's straight into heaven did you notice that that's where we're going after all of that stuff Whatever goes on in the church, next is into heaven, the throne, with all of that action. Praise God. It's getting better, my brother and sister. You are probably the last generation. I believe it, that you are the last group. And so, this is the time to really tie up our sheets, get our stuff together. Just stick with the, what's written in here. Focus on these things, enjoy them maximally. I'm telling you, my brother, my sister, we are so blessed. It's unbelievable. You know, I used to scratch my head about it, but the more I'm reading, the more I'm praying about these things, Ooh, we are a special group of people. You are a chosen generation, you are a royal priesthood, you are a holy nation, you are chosen. To show forth his praises. Hallelujah. It's exciting. The glorious, marvelous light. Hmm. Verse 14: We are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. What is that? Partakers of Christ. I know that you are a believer. But are you actually partaking? Are you enjoying that life? Are you seeing the benefits? That's what we're talking about. So we need to be able to enjoy, embrace and milk the promises of God. Take everything that He paid for. Because that makes Him happy. Everything that He purchased for you, take it. There are thousands of promises in the Word of God. You know these people that he's talking to, they had promises that even when we read some of those promises, we are shocked. The blessings that are mentioned in the Old Testament are really amazing. (laughs) Hallelujah. So it was not a problem with the promises that they had. Amen. The promise was not the problem. The problem was that their hearts were hardened. Amen. So today we can also have hardened hearts. That's why he's writing to us. So don't be moved. Let us look back again into the scripture. Let us consider the word of God. Let's make it the apple of our eye. Let these things not depart from our eyes. Let's keep them in the midst of our heart. They are life to us. That's our life and health to all our flesh. Praise God. While it is said today, verse 15 says, If you will hear his voice, harden not your heart, as in the provocation. Brother Anup and I were discussing the other day, while there are brethren that are getting excited and enjoying, there are some that are being actually negative. They are pushing against things of church and the word of God. It's true, it's happening. Some are excited, some are having fun, some are getting blessed tremendously in the midst of all this. While there are others who are just pushing away, refusing these things. Right now, we know. But there is an admonition from heaven. My brother, today, if you hear these kind of things, not necessarily a voice booming from heaven. But if you hear what the Spirit is saying from the scripture. He says it, it will be a good time. To say I am not accepting any hardness. I yield. I am sorry Lord. Forgive me. For my being hardened. For the unbelief. Hallelujah. So what? So what? The place is shaking. So what? People are being like this and like that. And all you hear is bad news. So what? We have our own news. We have where we can set our affection. We have a place to hear from today. Hallelujah. You don't have to pay attention to what they're saying. You don't have to let it come in. You have to watch what you're hearing. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. That's what we are bothered about. Keeping our heart with all diligence. I think that's Proverbs 4.26. That it comes into our heart by our ears and our eyes. And so... Will be careful. Hallelujah. Let them not depart out of thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. And the life he's talking about is a blessed life. I'm telling you, my brother and sister, miracles are happening right now. God is taking care of his people right now. Why? Because Jesus paid for it, Jesus went to heaven. Meaning that it is settled. And he is resting about it. It's done. It doesn't matter what has happened. It doesn't matter what the earth does or doesn't do. He said, look at the birds. They don't sow. They don't reap. They don't put in the barns. Yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not of much more value than many birds? What does that mean? Birds have lived through all these various stages. From the beginning of time till now. They're still going on. They don't know what's the news. They don't know anything. That's not their problem. Have you asked the bird what the news was? He's like. I don't read the news man. I just sing. I'm excited. He said. Aren't you of much more value than many birds? Hallelujah. O ye of little faith. So. So. Sometimes we may have to struggle to just be like a bird. Hallelujah. And he knows that. That is, that is what it takes to get into that place of rest. Praise God. I hope you're getting something. I believe that you know, we are keeping our minds stayed on these things. Let's go for a minute to Isaiah 26. And look at verse 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusted in thee. (laughs) Trust ye in the Lord forever. Notice that. For in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. How long should you trust in him? Forever. He'll keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace. Wholeness, soundness, welfare, well-being. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Because your mind is stayed. Where your mind goes. That's all. Praise God. Hallelujah. I know I know, we have a great mind and all that. But that's the problem. Our mind has to be stayed on Him. You don't have to struggle about it. You don't have to do the loops. Just be like a child. Focus on what He's saying. Listen to the Word of God. Let's look at another scripture. Uh, Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Let's go to the fourth verse there. he says, Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Does this transcend time? Absolutely. Does this work today? Absolutely. Is it based on external circumstances? No. Last week, we, I think we talked about being ambassadors just briefly. Praise God. You know the ambassadors, God did not choose that word for nothing. Why should he call you an ambassador? Just imagine. Why should he call you an ambassador? Is there no other word to use? Ambassador. We are ambassadors, he says. The ambassador is a special word given to people who were chosen because of their their lineage, their pedigree, their family, their status, their upbringing, their education, to represent a kingdom, to represent nations. Okay? And they have immunity. They cannot be treated like everybody else in that place where they have an ambassador. They come from a place where they are immune. So whatever is going on in that place... Does not affect them. We are from heaven. Consider that we came from heaven. We have a heavenly calling. We are citizens of heaven. Heaven has to pay our bills. That's what it means. Heaven has to take care of us. That's what it means. What is going on down here has nothing to do with us, it does not have to affect you, rock your boat, take your thinking, nothing. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. Notice that. He didn't say if the earth is okay, if everything is fine on the earth. According to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. See, that's why they could actually rest. Because Jesus has done it. It's like, what more can I do? Praise God. That's why he would get affected. And you know, enraged and say <clears throat> they shall not enter. Are you seeing that? It's like I finished everything from the beginning, from the foundations, from Genesis 2 2. I finished it now. Enter in, let us fear lest we come short of this rest. Hallelujah! Glory to God. Let's look at. Uh, some more things. I hope you don't mind. We still have some time. Glory to God. Let's go to Romans, the 8th chapter. Paul wrote this. Paul has said some things like this. Notice this. Let's read 17, first of all, in Romans 8. He says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ, <laughs> If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. Then he goes on to say, For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. He knew this, he saw it, he understood. He's the one that brought the revelation of that age. That special mystery, he said to to me, that was least of all the saints, was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the exceeding riches, the excessive riches of His grace. Wow! So notice here, hmm, if you and I can see it like he's saying it, of course, Paul. And his sufferings were different because he said, I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. I don't think there are many people who can go through what Paul went through. But he was so alive concerning these things that he said, Listen, I know I've been through some stuff. I've seen some stuff. I've been through perils. But I'm telling you, I reckon, I've calculated, I've checked it all out. It is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us, the church it's a glorious time I'm telling you it's awesome, it's not worthy you will look at it as if it was nothing hallelujah my my, let's keep going observe here if you keep going down the, the, the line, let's go to 29, we've read 28 before, look at 29, we know notice this For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So he has foreknown us before time began, and he chose you, and he said, You're going to be just like Jesus. Thank God. All that was seen, and you are the ones that have been made to become just like the Son. In Christ. Hallelujah. Foreknown. That means he has taken full knowledge of us. Everything. All the baggage. All the stuff that's happening. Nothing has surprised him. Just like they came to the waters. Which was supposed to be refidim. Which means refreshment. Instead it became meribah. Murmuring. So if he says the place is refidim. Or refreshment. Then call it refreshment. You think he doesn't know? You think that he doesn't know there's a desert there? Or this is the problem? You think he doesn't? Before time began, he figured it all out. And he said, go there. I'm calling it blessed. I'm calling it a place of refreshment. So, we should now not make the same kind of mistake and say, where is the water? We should have just stayed in Egypt. Why did you bring us here? Why are we in this time? What are we doing at this age? When everything has gone crazy, what are we doing down here now? We should have come in some other safer period. I don't like wearing masks. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. This is not a time to complain. It's a time to just hold fast to the rejoicing and confidence to the very end. Ha <laughs> The only thing is if you show up, you know, that you're too excited, people may look at you and say, this guy doesn't even know that we exist. He doesn't even know. He doesn't even care about us. That's possible. Hallelujah. So, I know I'm a little bit grave sometimes. I look pretty serious. My wife is always telling me to smile. My deep concern, honestly, is that there was so much to do. I've not been able to do it. But, when I look at the word, he says, one day at a time, my brother. <laughs> That I might know Him. Okay, I'm going to know you. Paul prayed that prayer. That I might know Him. I want to know Him then. I want to know, I want to do all that I can do before I go. Amen. But it's not a time to get grumpy and worried and anxious and fretful and join the gang out there. No, this is a time to hold fast to rejoicing to the end. Confident expectations. Happy, cheerful, excited Because of what he said. Amen. Glory to God. God is not going to sit back. And not hear our prayers. We have prayed that. The glory of God will show up. And it is his plan. That the glory of God will show up. It is his plan. That there will be a massive explosion. Of almightiness. Hallelujah. So we pray. We believe. We act on the word. This is not a time to just start. Getting hardened. This is not a time to get all grumpy. No. This is a time to get excited. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. He foreknew. He predestinated. Conformed to the image of his son. firstborn among many. Among many brethren. See he's not ashamed. He said you're just like me. I'm not ashamed of you. You're my brothers. I'm in glory now. You're coming into glory. Hallelujah. That's the thing about the rapture. You don't have to worry about it. If the head has gone, the body's going. Many sons to glory. Not many sons to get stuck down here. I don't know where these people get all these funny ideas from. Hallelujah. Amen. It's weird. But I thank God. You know, you could get stuck in various pockets like this. It's just a matter of You know, God's mercy (laughs) and revelation. By the mercy of God, we can be excited. I'm telling you, God has decided to show mercy and reveal things to people because they wanted to know exactly. They didn't want to get stuck. And I'm telling you, the Jewish people got stuck. They got stuck in religion. And Paul had to deal with it. They could not cross from Moses to Jesus. They kept at it constantly. And so we have to be free. We have to be free to think clearly and accept what Jesus has done for us. It's too good. Because it's too good, the flesh will be finding it hard. It'll be looking for some legalism to strap on us. That's how it is. It's just too good. It's too good. I mean, it's too good. Somebody said the gospel means too good to be true, but it is true. Hallelujah, and we are not, you know, being lazy about it. This is not what we're talking about. We, we want to be serious about it. Verse thirty. Notice how it continues. Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called; whom he called them, he also justified. Whom he justified, them he also glorified. This is how it gets, okay? It just keeps getting better and better until you're enjoying a glorified state. 31. What shall we then say to these things? What's the argument now? If God be for us, who can be against us? Hmm? And following closely on the heels of that is... He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Can you see that? Why not? He say, why will he not? There's a scripture I believe is in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, What eyes have not seen? What ears have not heard? What has not entered the heart of men? God has prepared God has prepared glory to God my brother my sister I'm telling you there's no need to gripe absolutely freely absolutely all things absolutely if he has done all of this will he not do everything else freely and then he goes on who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect that's Mr. D there Only the devil can lay anything against you and I. Only he can say anything against you and I. It is God that is justifying us, not the devil, not anybody else. Who is he that condemns? It is Christ that has died, yea, rather that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Praise the Lord Jesus. See, sometimes our mind is not where it ought to be. That's why He makes intercession for us. He knows our mind. Sometimes our mind is not exactly there. And so He prays. He prays so that we are on the same page. We're thinking the thoughts that He's thinking. We need Him. He knows we need Him. He knows more than we know that He, he has to be there for us. All these intricacies that keep us in the right direction. He's praying. And then he continues. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, as it is written for thy name or for thy sake, we are killed all day long, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of god which is in christ jesus our lord now you can see why even in the millennium we are kept i i i was shocked to find out that at the end of this all Satan will still be able to gather people who enjoyed a precious life, a curse-free life, (laughs) against him and against the holy city. Wow. You see, my brother, my sister, our condition is nothing present, nothing to come can separate us from the love of God. We're locked in, man. This is the church. This is the special people. The chosen generation. The royal priesthood. The holy nation. It's amazing. What a time. What a wonderful time that we are on the earth. Hallelujah. Give it your best shot on a daily basis. Today, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Consider him. Ponder prayerfully. Study and then As you go. Notice in the armor of God. He talks about the helmet. And you know the breastplate. And the shield. And last of all the lance of prayer. Or the javelin. And then on your feet he says the preparation. Of the gospel of peace. I was looking at it and it means. That you are ready to go. Or as you go. You are preparing yourself. That as you go you have the gospel. So you be prayerful and when you go out, take the gospel with you. Look for the chance. Hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You're at the right place at the right time. You're a very blessed people. It's alright. It's okay. Don't harden your heart. As you go, that's the right way to do it. You know, Let's not get legalistic about soul winning. It's as you go. As you go. Have a heart like that. Lord I'm going out. Lead me to someone. Lead me to some people. Some people load it on your head. And make it legalistic. The church starts with things like that. Outside all the time. You know get saved. And then go win people. And you know dress like this. Blah blah blah. But they never tell you come. Learn. Get my peace. Get my rest. But that's how Jesus thinks. Come to me, learn of me, take my yoke, learn, enter my rest. That's the correct way of doing it. So you get people who are just bothered on external things, running around, doing this and that. But on the inside, there's nothing going on. They're totally just brittle and breakable. There's no real strength inside there. Hallelujah. I hope you understand what we're saying here. It's not just about things on the outside. It starts from inside. We work out from inside. And He's faithful who called us. He will do it. Start from inside. And do it because of the right motive. Praise God. God knows when you do things in the flesh. And when you do things from the spirit realm from the right motives. Look at this verse with me. Proverbs uh, 15. I hope you understand what I'm saying here. I'm not saying that you should leave people to go to hell. No. Let's pray. Let's consider. And from the right heart, God will give us an opportunity. And those that we can reach, let's reach them. Praise God. Look at Proverbs 15 and verse 3. It says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place... Beholding the evil and the good. Meaning there that he knows everything. Everything is open. Everything is open to him. So he knows why you are winning souls even. What is the plan? Why are you doing it? Praise the Lord. God knows everything. He knew us before time began. He knows all the avenues of our thoughts. Hallelujah. My brother, my sister, let's do it right. Let's do it from a heart that knows his ways. Amen. We have to start from insight. It has to be the right form of thinking. It has to be done because this is the way he wants it to be done. Glory to God. Let's go back to Hebrews again. Over there, the third chapter. Praise the Lord Jesus. He's good. He's a good God. He's a loving Heavenly Father. So verse 12 says, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God the evil heart, the unbelief, whatever is not of faith, like you heard on Sunday, is sin. So we have to keep hearing the word, we have to keep our eyes and our ears in the word of God, pondering these things, to partake of what we have on the inside. You know, it's possible to have the very life and nature of God on the inside, and not enjoy it. And not actually partake of it. And rather, you know, just be partaking of what the world is partaking of. We were not supposed to be like that. Hallelujah. Verse 14, We are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard, did provoke, how be it not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. With whom was he grieved, 40 years, not with Moses with the other fellas Okay. they were supposed to all be on the same page but still out of that little handful he had, he was able to do his will it's kind of sad but it's possible that not everybody will be on the same page so those who have heard and are acting on the word Please continue. Don't be worried that there are not so many on the same page. Praise God. Paul said, the care of the church comes upon me daily. It will come. You will be concerned. You pray for them. Believe. Stand. Let's see. But don't be discouraged. God still uses a small number and gets His will done on the earth. Hallelujah. He's like that. Consider this verse for a minute. The 113th Psalm for a minute. Psalm 113. Familiar scripture, but observe here. Praise the Lord from the rising of the sun, who is like Him, who humbles Himself. Verse 7. He raiseth the poor out of the dust. And lifted the needy out of the dung hill that he may set him with princes, even the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, to be a joyful mother of children, praise ye the Lord. Now let me ask you a question. It's not any tricky hard question. Who do you think made that guy become poor? And all the way to the dust and the downhill. Definitely not God. That was the devil. So the devil brings people to the downhill. Uses them. Squeezes them. Dumps them. But guess who is interested in those kind of people? You got it. Our God. He's very different from the devil. (laughs) He goes and picks up the guy from the downhill. And he says. Woo. I make you sit with princes even the princes of my people that's our God he says the barren woman he gives her children makes her a joyful mother our God has not changed don't harden your hearts that you are on the downhill and this and that that's that voice that's coming to you is not from God I'm telling you that's the devil that's the unrenewed flesh thinking don't receive that rubbish God has set you on the throne with his own people. You don't have to be moved by any downhill thinking. You're not a victim. You're a victor. Hold fast to this confidence. This rejoicing. To the end. Hallelujah. Don't let your heart be hardened. Thoughts are going to come, especially these days, because the earth is going through things and the enemy doesn't like to see any face shining, excited, full of joy. He wants everybody to have the same look, downhill look, lost look, finished. No, not you, not me, my brother. It's not for us. How God picked us up, put us on the throne, the throne with his people. Ha ha ha. ha, 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 ha. Woo glory to God. He's the one who does that. That's our God. That's our Jesus. That's our Savior. (laughs) He's worth it. He's worth it. He's worth it. It gets better. The story keeps getting better. And better. You are blessed people. You are a special chosen generation. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're peculiar. You're the ransomed of the Lord. You are His people. Seated with Him. Hallelujah. And we're going to show it to the earth and feel for them prayerfully. Look for the opportunity. But, brother, sister, don't be under condemnation. There are voices that are going to be talking to your head during this time. You need to choose which one you're listening to. Praise the Lord. God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. Shall we pray for a minute? Father, we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. You are faithful. You are faithful. You are faithful, you are faithful, you are faithful. You began the good work in us. You are faithful, you will accomplish it. We are grateful that you are on our side. That nobody can successfully stand against us. Because you are for us. And you have freely given everything else. And that supply of heaven cannot be hindered in the name of Jesus. We open our hearts to believe you. We open our hearts to trust you. We're not expe- ex- accepting anything else. We're not expecting anything else. We're expecting what your word said. Your word is life to us. It's health to all our flesh. We worship you, great King. We honor you, great King. Hallelujah, our Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I believe you had a good time. There's more. We will continue down this path. Let's see how far we go. But this is a time to be excited. It's a time to enjoy. It's a time to get closer to the things of God. Support the work of God. You don't know if you'll be here tomorrow. God is faithful. Hallelujah. If you like to give an offering or a gift or whatever, it's a time to do that. And we will accept it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be on the planet today. In this very glorious and blessed age. The age of the church. Hallelujah. We thank you for those that are giving. Those who would like to give. The name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We also use this as a point of contact. If you like to give tithes, offerings or any other gift by means of the media. This is a great chance. Father in Jesus name here mortal men receive there he that lives forever receives. We're so grateful Abba Father that it's into your nail pierced hands that we give. The God who supplies all our needs who has given us seed to sow and bread to eat. Multiply the seed sown. Increase the fruit of our righteousness. The harvest of righteousness. We receive the earth yield. The earth produce. The wealth of the nations. Come to your people. I call doors of opportunity. Open. Angelic realms. Work with us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Thank you so much for being in touch. And I believe you are. Enjoying your time. Don't reduce it. Keep going further. Thank you team for all your efforts. You are blessed.